Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode of The Eclectic Mystic. In today's episode I'm going to be discussing the brain, uh, but specifically how thoughts and and I'm going to go a little bit into what thoughts really are and how they're connected to our emotions and how all of that is where each of the where each of the positive negative thoughts belong to in the brain and how we can use this knowledge to uh, help us in our understanding and transmutation and transformation of our own being. Um, So first off, I want to start off by describing the thoughts in themselves. So, and I don't know if I mentioned this before, but in the books, The One Being, they call the... um, I guess they call like the the smallest particle slash energy that we can that has and they call it a lot and they explain this in so much detail and there's so much information that goes into it, but it's it's they call them that there are crystals. They're like thought crystals. And I think I've mentioned this before in the podcast. So they're thought crystals and everything is a crystal. So matter is a crystal. Energy is crystalline. Um, everything in the universe works from this geometric pattern form. And and due to the vibration, frequency, color, um, intent of the crystals, they're going to have different shapes, they're going to have different colors, they're going to have, like, they're going to be different in nature from one another. So if it's a more elevated crystal, or thought crystal, which they call nemeos, so the nemeo, uh, as described in the one being, is just a thought crystal that, um, that make up, that make up pretty much everything in the universe. So matter is made up of these crystals. Um, energy is made up of these crystals. Our own beings and our own energy and souls and spirit are made up of these crystals. So if this is the basic matter or the basic uh, particle which we're going to be working with, at least from this understanding, and, and I guess it gets more into like the purpose of why we're here and why we're incarnated. Um, and I was actually going to do the episode on incarnation, but I think this is a pretty good precursor to that information. So, okay, so the thought crystals are called nemeos, and they're... And I, I, this gets into everything, too, like how they proliferate and how, you know, this is how people in different environments tend to act uh, specific ways or very similar to one another or in cities or in regions because they're feeding off of each other's nemeo uh, thoughts or like the thought crystals. Right. So they're I'm just going to call them nemeos from now on. Um, so if you're in a uh, in a, a place and there's nemeos in that and that and that plays whether that's a house or a school or whatever, um, those thought energies are gonna you're gonna absorb them and you're gonna you're gonna make them your own and then you're gonna use them right. So this is how uh, knowledge is transmitted. This is how um, and then it not it it doesn't just happen in spaces, but also by for example you listening to this podcast. Um, I'm transmitting specific information through my thought crystals or because I've already, and they say you can, 
um, you can, how do, how do I put this? Um, it's not engraved and the word in Spanish is grabar, but I guess, um, you can translate it to record. You can record, um, these, you can re-record, I guess you, you could say, you can re-record information to these thought crystals and, we're going to be wanting to do that specifically for the negative, low vibe, low vibing, lo like low frequency, low color, low um, luster, uh, whatever you want to, whatever you can think of a crystal being, for example. And they use the example of like carbon and a diamond. And it's like our most of our <laughs> thought crystals on this planet are like carbon. Um, they are unpolished, they are rough, they don't emit sound, they don't emit uh, frequencies, they don't emit, um, they're pretty densified, um, as that's how they explain it in the books. So our job is to come in here, have the experience, n realizing that we have these carbon thought crystals that have no shine, no brightness, no frequency, no color. And it's our job to re-record them with higher elevated uh, sounds, frequencies, knowledge, well, however you want to look at this, right? Um, so it's our job to kind of like polish the crystals, polish the carbons and make them bright, make them... Um, you know, make them a higher frequency, pretty much. So, um, okay, where was I going with this? Okay, so, um, so it's, it's our job, right? So here on planet Earth to do this. So if we can say that, if we take this to be true, and that, and like I, I was saying, you can listen to, you know, reading books, listening to podcasts, listening to people talk about these topics, um, Anything that's going to give you the information, it that in itself is not going to re-record the thought crystals. But uh, when you put that into your into your, when you use that knowledge and you apply it to your own life, you you apply it to your own um, thoughts. You apply you're like literally converting this energy and these. Um, and these thought crystals into something positive, right? Like you're giving them information, you're polishing them. So this is what happens like with emotions as well. So the emotions are a result of the low vibra uh, vibrating thought crystals. So if you're having negative emotions and that's what we're gonna get into and how they link in, link in the brain and what parts of the brain hold which, which thought crystals and how they explain that we're going to be working with the left and the right side of the brain to be able to do this. So I guess to like start off where I, I can explain the brain now, right? So the brain is split in between and they say like the, our brain is an exact replica of the universe. So there's different, and I'm not going to get into the very specific areas and what they're in charge of. And but it's a I, I, I like that they use like kind of like the brain is a replica of the universe, which is and then our solar system is a replica of the universe, too. So they coordinate the planets to certain areas of the brain. They coordinate the the brain to specific, you know, I think there's like seven. I think there's nine areas, actually. 
Um, I have to go back and check. But anyway, I don't want to get into that so much. But it's really interesting, especially with the with the planets and how they denominate each one of them and what uh, dot energies live in each of the planets in our solar system, including the sun, um, and how they are linked to our brain and what areas of the brain have to do with uh, different parts, right? And I guess I will uh, mention one of them, which is the sun and our pineal gland. So our pineal gland is our sun in our solar system, right? So, and they call it the astral sun. So the astral sun is where all the highest and most elevated thought forms live within our brain, which is our pineal gland and in our solar system. And then it goes up in scale um, they don't get much into that, but they do explain that it goes up in scale until we reach the the universe's pineal gland, which is where God is, or what we would consider to be God. Um, and how, you know, I'm going off in tangents here, but I, I'm realizing that I'm doing this um, anyway. But, you know, it's just kind of like good to link everything together. So, again, part of the reason why we are, or why we have uh, really low uh, vibrating thought crystals is because we are disconnected from the universe's pineal gland. So we're no longer being fed by God. We're no longer being fed um, the energy, the understanding, the knowledge directly from God. And we're using our own selves to create. So we're feeding, and this is where it goes back to what I was saying about the nemios and how we feed each other these nemio energies and they're, how they're proliferated in our atmosphere, in our world, and we just keep feeding off of the same things. So it's just like we keep, it, we be, it becomes a loop. So it becomes a loop of um, aggression, war, negativity. So our, all of these like negative thought forms, if we're each individual person is not doing the work to transform and transmute them, then we're just creating more of the same. And then we send those off and we feed and then other people feed off of them. And then they take a hold of a person's brain. And if that person doesn't know how to transform, transmute them, then they're going to, again, activate it, they're going to act it out, then they're going to pass that information on to somebody else. And it's just like a vicious cycle of never ending. So you can see why they compare this to a virus, because it just never ends. Like, it just keeps infecting people and infecting people and infecting people until, you know, pretty much everybody is in this dark negative state. And that's what uh, these books are about, right? Like these books are about transforming and transmuting, doing our own internal work, not so much out there anymore, not so much, um, you know, trying to change the world um, through different actions or through different things. It's like if you do your own internal work, you are changing the world. Like you are aiding in the, transform the, the transformation of all of these negative thought forms that all of us have to work on, right? Like this is a collective thing. And then that's where it, that's where it becomes collective, right? Like, so, you know, and take that information for what you can or what you will. Um, it's just kind of like my own understanding of what's going on. And, and it's based off of this knowledge, right? So again, going back to the Nemeo energies, um, where do they live in our brain, right? So if we said that the pineal gland is the sun, then we can say that the most elevated 
Uh, and <laughs> this, I just got reminded of like the butterfly effect and I'll explain what that is because it's not too hard to explain. And I, I just read that. So it's actually pretty, um, amazing. And I don't know, it just like clicked and made sense anyway. Um, so the negative or the unpolished uh, nemios live in our left brain. So that's where all of like the lower dimensions, the lower um, vibratory um, nemios live, right? So it's it's thought forms that we have acquired either through being somewhere, through um, seeing, having experiences, negative experiences, right? So these, these nemios are within us and around us so if they already belong to you and something negative happens it's like you re-recorded that nemo and you gave it information and you're like this is what you are now right and this is where like all the trauma lives this is where all of the um all of our negative experiences all of all of our negative memories our addictions are anything negative that and anything negative that we experience as human beings, they're going to be recorded in your left side. So if that's true, then we can say that the right side is all the positive ones, right? Like all the all the stuff that we already worked through, all the stuff that um, that makes us happy. All and you know, I really want to get into like differentiating between happiness and and pleasures like right because and I think I've mentioned this before in previous podcasts but you know it's just there is a difference right like there is a difference between being happy and being addicted to something and getting sensual pleasures from that right and all of the sensual pleasures whether that's you know being addicted to our technology being addicted to materialistic things being addicted and i really didn't understand this before because you know it's something that i thought you know i correlated with or i related to like religion and how like all of these like traditional values um you know negate like sexuality and negate all of these like Things that for us, like especially now, uh, you know, in 2019, they're becoming very like acceptable, right? Like per- promiscuity, um, drugs, alcohol, like it's just so normal, right? And you're even kind of, um, you know, it, it is so normal. And and I didn't understand this because I, I believe that I'm like, well, what's wrong about drugs, right? Like, what's wrong about doing that? What's wrong about having alcohol? Like, what's wrong about having sex, right? It's all of this, like, liberty that we have. And, and I didn't understand that all of these things actually do impact. I mean, I understood it at a physical level. Like, yeah, of course, if you, you know, take drugs and do alcohol, it's affecting your um your physical body but i never understood it at a spiritual level or at a energetic level right and what's actually going on when we you know have sex without love when we have when you when we take drugs um even if it's with the intent you know like and i guess like the different intents of it work as well because you know and i I mean i don't want to get super specific about this because you know i i do know that um you know some people use different chemicals and and I don't want to get into it because I mean that's that was kind of like part of my spiritual journey too like experimenting with like different substances and you know having different experiences and experiences that actually made me really question and open myself up which um you know and I I, like I said I, I don't want to be like judgmental about that like it's 
you know, it's your choice and it's your path and however you feel like it. And it's just like, what I do want to address here, it's, is more on the, okay, what actually happens, right? Like when you're doing these substances, whether you like it or not, like it, they're having an impact at this very quantum um, level, right? Because these are quantum particles that the nemios are actually quantum particles that we're working with and that make us up and make everything around us up, right? Like this is kind of like the, the primordial matter, I guess, of our existence in our physical universe. So, and not just in the physical universe, in the etheric universe as well. So everything is made up of the nemio energies. Um, so, you know, going back to like the substances and what it happens to the energy level and going back to, you know, before I started talking about that, um, going back to like what all of these things actually do to us, right? Like having sex without love, having like how everything, and this is why everything matters. Like literally why everything that you do and everything that you think and everything that, you know, your actions, your words, your thoughts, how this is why it matters because you're literally reprogramming these nemo energies within yourself and around you with this information so you're the one that chooses what you're going to put forth right and and this is explaining i guess the law of attraction in a i guess more like sciencey part you know which is still kind of like well it's not really science because they haven't really I mean, science is getting there, right? Like we get to kind of see it with, you know, this Japanese scientist that did with the experiments with water and, um, you know, how like putting different words and different intent actually changes the crystalline nature of the water. So that's pretty much what we're talking about here, right? But at a quantum level where you actually like reprogram yourself, you can actually reprogram yourself using these um I guess using your thoughts, your words, you know what I just said, thoughts, energy, words, um, actions, and how you're not only like reprogramming them for yourself, but how you're actually also um, absorbing them from the places you hang out with, the people that you're with. Um, you're just like always like feeding, retrofeeding each other. So it forms a, a a giant loop pretty much right and that's the work that these beings that are like transmitting this knowledge are talking about and how it's our job as individuals to work with whatever is ours and whatever is around us and whatever comes to us to reprogram them into higher elevated um thought forms right so okay and then how this fits into the the brain right so we already said that the uh, lower ones or undeveloped ones are in our left side of the brain and how uh the the more elevated ones are on our right side of the brain right so and this is something i don't know if you guys if you guys are can sense energy or can um or are just like aware of like your own thoughts and your own energies and where like different uh, impulses come from that lead you to or motivate you to do something or to say something or to think something right and I it's from my experience it's been that the left side of the brain is always more dense and this was a great confirmation from um, these books that made me realize that this is 
that this is real, right? Like that this information is actually, you know, it just confirmed what I, my experience. So that was great to understand, right? I do always get like uh, these impulses from the left side of the brain or I always feel like there's like, I don't know, like there's like a dense, um, and I, it's not so much dense, it's more like, and it's not, I guess it's fear at a, at a quantum level where it just doesn't want to let go of whatever it is that it's experiencing. Um, and that also, that always, like, I have that feeling on the left side of my brain, especially on the left side of, like, my neck and, like, back, like, where my back starts. Like, it just feels like this anxiety kind of, like, something bad's going to happen. And then on my right side, I always get, like, these elevated, like, motivation um motivational feelings or i get like insights i get um uh, intuitive uh hits it, they always come from my right side so it just confirmed that and i've heard other people say the same thing right like especially from their right side um you can feel the energy come in like you can feel the lightness and and so it's just a confirmation um anyway but so how do how do we work with these emails right like how do we take them from the left side and how do we reprogram them to go into the right side so the energy the thought forms and this is you know they also go into like different healing techniques and um not in the books but in some videos that the channeler was um discussing and like they gave her like proper techniques and you know how not everybody and i i know i've had like a lot of like well a few episodes on like how to you know communicate with your higher self how to communicate with uh different entities or invoking entities and opening portals and you know I was, i've been just like doing a lot a little bit more research on that in that area according to these this teaching and you know it, it does it does say you know like if it's not your your soul's purpose to do that, then you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't, like, not everyone is going to be able to channel. Not everyone's going to be able to heal. Not every, or at least not if, if it's not your life's purpose or your soul's purpose, then you shouldn't be doing that. Because you can open things up where, you know, your soul doesn't know how to do that. So even if you go to a school and they teach you the technique and, you know, you you learn these techniques and you're like oh i know how to do it yeah you know how to do it but your soul's purpose is not that your soul like that's not what you're here to do yeah it's kind of cool and you know and this is where like the ego comes into spirituality as well like okay so you know be, because we feel that that is being spiritual because we feel and i guess i'm like backtracking a little bit i'm not saying that you know whatever i talked about in the other episodes it's wrong it's just i guess like I guess I have to put this out there because it really does make sense that your soul has a specialty, whether that is, you know, so, and I have mentioned this before, right? Like some people's purpose is literally just to live their life. And just by living their life, they're doing the work that they're supposed to be doing. They don't have to worry about, you know, learning healing techniques or like listening to podcasts or being in this like quote unquote spiritual journey right because their purpose for that for this lifetime is simply just to exist just to live here and just by living and having their relationships and having their you know what we whatever what i would call like a mundane life they're actually doing their work um so you know everyone's different and everybody everybody's has 
different abilities and different techniques. And I guess this is why it's really important to know yourself and to go inside of yourself and really understand what you're here to do, what your purpose is. And, you know, it might take you a while and it might take you some time to really analyze that and, and realize that, you know, hey, maybe my gift is like to create art or my gift is to, um, you know, speak in public or my gift is to whatever your gift is, right? And once you discover what your gift is, then you can use that for, you know, the betterment or the transmutation of these Nemo energies, right? And like, and putting this message across, right? For example, I don't feel like <laughs> making, like speaking in public is my you know, my gift, but I do love having like conversations one-on-one -on -one, and I won't shut up once I start talking about these topics. And I know that's something that, you know, a lot of people in my life are not really into. So that's why I decided to do this podcast because that way I can talk about it nonstop. And if you're listening that you're interested and if you're not listening, then, you know, you don't want to learn about this. So it's a way of just like me expressing whatever I it is that I need, like, I have processes that I've understood and, you know, it's and it's my own way of kind of, like, helping, right? Um, and among other things, right, like the tarot card readings and the light code therapy and whatever else is on my website. But, um, you know, it's just, like, finding your niche and, like, finding, like, where you belong and how you can use that to better um, do your work right and and what that work is even if you know you don't you don't realize what that work is yet then you know it's just like this introspective work that we can do um and you know going back to what i was saying about you know it's not everybody's job to do this and the reason why is again i said it's not your soul's purpose but it's not just that it's not your soul's purpose it's just that if you really don't know what you're doing and i was having a conversation today about this with um the group that is also reading the this book um and it just you know it just it it kind of like all clicked into place because i've been doing this work since I was a teenager pretty much and like a young teenager <laughs> um like 13 14 maybe not to the extent or with the knowledge that I'm doing it now but it was a form of it and and I was explaining to them like it this this always seemed very natural to me like I knew what to do without anybody really telling me what to do like I you know I would research and I would get an idea and then I would get inspiration and then I would do it and it would work and you know, it's amazing um, that is because and I don't know, I feel like that was like a really strong confirmation that, oh, my God, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, this is why I've been like pushed into this when I'm like deviate from it. I'm like pushed back into it because that's my purpose. Right. Like and I guess I don't know, I guess I'm telling the story because, you know, it's really important to kind of like notice those um subtleties in your life as well right like what happens when you feel like you need to be doing something and you're not doing it that's when you feel unfulfilled right like this is when we're like we're detaching ourselves from the matrix like because you're and i know I'm, i've gone into a little tangent here but you know i'll get back to the nemo energies um but this is like when you detach yourself from the matrix right because you know and some of you guys have contacted me and have explained this to me as well where like you just feel unfulfilled like you've had things that you thought you needed like a good job a, a, you know an apartment 
everything that you think that you need, right? Like the like everything that the matrix feeds you and you think that that's going to make you happy, you've had it. And then you just, you feel unfulfilled. You're just not happy. And this is why, because that's, <laughs> that's not your soul's purpose, right? Like maybe it is for some people and, you know, it's not to judge that because some people come here and they're going to be like, I'm going to be in the matrix and I'm going to help people within the matrix from within the matrix. It's not my time to leave yet, right? I'm going to go in there and I'm going to be happy. I'm going to inspire people. I'm going to do whatever I can from within there because I don't want to, I don't want to go through the process of waking up in this lifetime or for whatever reason, right? Like everybody's souls is different. It, soul is different and everybody makes their own, you know, plan for when they incarnate, right? Um, so anyway, going back to the, the, um, Nemo energies, right? So how do we do this, right? Like how do we work with our Nemo energies from our left side of the brain to transfer them to the right side? Um, and believe it or not, all, um, all of this, all of this is done pretty much. I mean, we, we, it shouldn't be done unconsciously, but up until like I discovered these books, I didn't know that this was the actual process that was happening. I was doing it, but I didn't know the details about it. Um, so anyway, with the Nemo energies from the left side of the brain, and I've talked about this before, um, this is where we get into the techniques of like accepting what is there, um, you know, being kind to them, acknowledging them. They're stuck in these low vibrational thought forms. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, they're caught in these low vibrational thought forms and these low vibrational states. And this is this is the soul. Like this is literally the soul. Your nemios are the soul of who you are. And and they come from everywhere and they come from everyone too. So you know, that's between that's the difference between the soul and the spirit. And you know, how do we turn the soul into the spirit? And the spirit is formed when you're taking all of these, whatever comes into the left side, you know, all these like negative low vibrational thought forms, they come and then you make them your own because you you reprogram them into the frequency that you hold. So that now they're yours. Even if it came from somebody else, now they're yours. So because they're yours, um, now it's your job to transform and transmute them, right? Even if they came from somebody else. So again, all of this work can be done through the light code therapy um, <laughs> because I, I am really under, and this is like helping me understand what, you know, a, a little bit deeper of the work that I'm already doing. So, you know, it's helping me better understand the lycotherapy. Um, but if you're not doing lycotherapy or you're not having a different technique where, you know, and, and I will say something about this too. Like if you are going to get Reiki, if you're going to, if you're going to get, you know, any other form of like healing technique, I, you know, I can't say like, you know, it's like, it's not like a warning, but it's just like saying like, is that person like really transforming and transmuting, transmuting that energy? Or are they just getting rid of it from your body? Because, you know, and maybe from your perspective, you might be like, well, as long as I'm okay, right? But if the healer is really a healer, they're going to be transmuting that energy so it doesn't proliferate within our environment. So those Nemo energies, and this is something that, you know, I, I recently came in contact with, I recently understood that, you know, like 
then this is what I mean by people going into like different schools or different techniques and different um, healing methods. And they're not, they're healing the person, but they're not transmuting the energy. And if they're not transmuting the energy, then, then they're sending it to proliferate within the atmosphere, right? And I know in my, in my, um, in my, and I, I guess, and, and I'm still working through this, right? Because when I talked about the lycotherapy, then this is how it was explained to me. So this is what I understand is that the this energy that I'm working with is giving the option to the Nemo energy. Do you want to transform and transmute or do you want to remain in the lower astral realms? And if it's, and this is like, and I'm understanding this as free will, right? Because that Nemo energy still has a free will. So it's asking it, do you want to transform and transmute or do you want to remain in the lower astral realms? If it wants to remain in the lower astral realms, then it's going to leave and it's going to proliferate to someone else. And it's going to match with somebody that has that same vibrational energy and it's going to it's gonna go into that person, right? It's going to live there because that's where it's being a host. Like that person is being a host for that energy and for that thought form. So, you know, this is why it's important to keep ourselves, um, you know, aware of these things. And and if we know that we're like battling with something, I don't know, with a negative emotion like anger or we're battling with whether they're coming from inside of us or they're, you know, we come into a place that has those energies and then it just makes us mad, Um to really like work with these energies and understand and the understanding. And this is how we work with anemia energies. Um, we have to understand where they come from. Like we have to understand what the root cause of it is and how we can transmute them and how we can transform them. Right. Like we have to understand, for example, let's say that, you know, I'm feeling angry these past two weeks and, you know, I'm starting to notice that this irritability or this, um, this, I guess, discontent or, you know, just being irritable and annoyed at everything ha started when, I don't know, I got into an argument with somebody at work, um, right? So then I can go back to the situation and I really have to sit down and think about this, right? And I have to sit down and think about, okay, what did that person say? How did it make me feel? What is the real emotion behind this anger? Because the anger is probably, or, you know, irritab uh, irritability is kind of like the mask behind it, right? Is it that I'm feeling hurt? Is it that I'm feeling disempowered? Is it that I'm feeling, um, you know, whatever other emotion you find within yourself? And then you find that emotion and you're like, and then think of, and then that's when it's your job to realize, like, has there been another instance in my life that I felt like this? Let's say that is disempowerment or, you know, whatever, right? And it, you can maybe trace it back to, and you might not even remember, right? But if you do this work, you might, it might come to you, right? It might come to your mind, like where this energy comes from. Um, if it's yours, if it's not yours, like this is where we can use our intuitive um, abilities and our, you know, sit down, meditate, calm yourself down and really like listen to yourself, your internal self, and you will get the answers, right? Or you can do, you know, different techniques. Uh, I know some people use um, automatic writing to get answers, right? You can even ask that emotion, like, where do you come from? And sit down and meditate and see what response you get and it's not going to be your imagination i know that a lot of people kind of like put this work off as like oh you're making it up but 
you're not <laughs> like it's coming from somewhere so anyway like once let's say that it's disempowerment you can trace it back to i don't know sometime when you were like five six years old when you wanted something and you just got shut down by your parents or whatever and you just felt really disempowered and it was really unfair and you know it's just it's been living with inside of you since then so this seemingly unrelated incident that happened at work because, I don't know, something happened with a coworker. Now you're tracing it back to something that happened when you were a kid. And then, then you can work with that inner child, right? Like, because you know it's from your childhood. And the, those Nemo energies are, are programmed from that instance and they haven't been reprogrammed since then. So then that's when you can do all of the, you know, understanding and healing and like talk to these Nemo energies talk to that part of yourself that's still stuck within those uh, lower vibrational um, frequencies and that's how you're going to be able to like reprogram all of that right and think about all of your behaviors like I've been doing this specifically with um, I mean something that I don't want to share but it's something that you know I it's not that I've had trouble with it it's just something that part of my personality that I felt like I needed to address um, so, you know, I was like, okay, where is this coming from? Why do I have the need to do this? Um, and part of that was like smoking cigarettes because sometimes, and I'll share, I'll share that part, right? Because, you know, I know that, <laughs> I know that they're unhealthy. Like I know that, you know, I started smoking when I was like probably like 18, 19, um, and it's not like I smoke every day. It's not like I smoke frequently. But maybe like once a year, I'll smoke for like two months. Um, and I was like, okay, where is this coming from? Like, it's not like it's very prevalent. I know it's it might not be like an issue. And it, I don't smoke that much. I smoke like organic cigarettes. Um, whatever, right? Like all these excuses that we make because there's... And But no, I started looking at this as like, okay, this is an addiction. Like this is, I'm addicted to this. And even though it doesn't come out as that often and it's not always in my life, it's still there. So I want to look at this and I want to change it and transform it, right? So, you know, I asked for help, of course. Like I asked my spirit guides, my whatever you want to call them, right? Like my team, my spiritual team, like, okay, help me understand this. Like, and I feel like, okay, just to address that really fast, like when you use your, when you ask for help, when you ask for help from uh, the spiritual realms, from the antimatter realms, don't ask for them to do the work for you because that's not their job, <laughs> right? Like they're not there to transform and transmute everything for you. It's the transformation has to come through you, but hey, they can help you like with intuitive hits, with memories, like with like, hey, this happened. So this is why you're having those cravings or this is why you smoke or, you know, you relate that to this. And all of that comes from your own self. But at the same time, they might be helping you telepathically, intuitively, whatever. Right. Like that's how you use your team. Like that's how you use your uh, spirit guides your angels, whatever you want to call them, right? That's how you, you properly use them. Like, help me understand. Help me to do the work. Um, not like, can you please do this for me? Or please heal this person? Or please do that, right? Like, um, you know, or if you ask for help from somebody else, can you please help them transform or transmute this, you know, sickness? Or help them, you know, whatever. Help them, right? It's not like heal them. 
heal them because that's not their job, right? Like that miracles don't work like that, <laughs> right? Um, anyway, so going back to the smoking thing, right? So, you know, and it's it just, it's kind of still amazes me how impactful and how this work actually works right like i didn't do a lycotherapy on it i didn't use any other technique i literally just asked help me to understand this and then you know throughout the days i would get like little hits like oh and then i would remember something and i was like oh shoot okay and then i was like okay i i can link this to you know when i used to go out a lot and like go have drinks with my friends and that's how i started smoking so i was linking it to something positive and then I was like, okay, my mom smokes. So, you know, I linked it to my mom. And then, you, like, you start making all of these connections and how all of these, like, connections live within your brain and how they're there. And they're, like, they're forming this behavior. Even though you know that the behavior is wrong or not that it's wrong, that it's unhealthy, let's just say, right? Like, I know that it's unhealthy for me. So then there must be, if I'm doing something that I know is unhealthy then there must be a part of me that doesn't want to be healthy, right? Like it's a self-sabotaging thing. It's something that there's a part of me that doesn't want to live, that doesn't want to thrive, that doesn't want to be healthy. So, you know, then that goes into a little bit deeper understanding of this, right? It's The other stuff is more like, hmm, like that's where it might have started, but where's the really, where's the underlying reason why that started, right? Yeah, you might have linked it to something fun, but that doesn't mean that's why you did it, right? We've, all, I mean, nowadays we all know that smoking is bad, right? Like, there's no, if you don't know that smoking is bad, then I don't know where you've been, right? Like, everybody knows that smoking is bad. So, so then I got it to that, right? Like, okay, then that means that there's a part of me that is so hurt that doesn't want to exist or that doesn't want to live or that doesn't want to thrive, like I said, right? Or be healthy or be happy, right? Like it's a self, like, you know, that part of myself is probably really hurt that it wants to do this to, and also there's like the addiction part, right? Like then it, it gets to that, right? There's a part of me that doesn't want to live there's a part of me that is addicted to this because it thinks that salvation and that happiness comes from that. So then I have to address all of these parts, right? And how do I, and just by bringing awareness to them, they're already transforming and transmuting. And by using like, okay, like, and even asking them, what do you need? And again, this might be repetitive from that, um, from other episodes, but really this works. <laughs> and, you know, I'm speaking from personal experience because I've applied it in different forms over the past i'd say like month and it's surprising i say like a past like few months like there's some things that i've been getting at now that i'm like okay i need to address these things like i don't i don't want to continue doing this and you know we might have the impulse to want to continue like because we're addicted to them like we're addicted we really are addicted to whatever it is right um if you feel like and this is where you know you have to be sincere with yourself you have to be honest with yourself you have to um really want to change even if it's just like that intent of wanting to change and asking for help to change will set something in motion it will like all you have to do is say that i need help and I want to change. 
you don't have to tell anyone. Like you, you can just say it to yourself, and you're gonna have experiences that are going to trigger those changes. And that's when you have to listen. That's when you have to. That's when you're really tested. Do you really want to change, or are you? Were you just? Yeah, you asked for help and you wanted to change in that moment, but the addiction or whatever is stronger than your desire to change. And it's like, okay, and this is and this is why, you know, I don't believe that, you know, how they say like alcoholics never stop being alcoholics. And it's because they haven't healed themselves. So they haven't transmuted that information, but it's possible and you can drink again and not be addicted. Like you can it it and again i not that you would want to anymore right but you know you can do this these things right like i and that's something that kind of like really bothers me about like the health industry because they have all of these diseases that they're like oh that you can't cure that you're always going to have it once you get it you can't ha you can't get rid of it and it's like no like everything if everything is this energy that's encoded, you can recode that energy, right? Like, unless it's like your life's purpose to go through that and to not heal yourself and, you know, you're going to work on it next lifetime, then, you know, that's the situation that you're in. But everything can be healed. Everything can be transformed and transmuted. Everything is going to be transmuted, right? Like, that's where we're all going, um, anyway, so that's how you, and I mean, that was like a personal example, but that's how you apply this, right? And this is, that's how you do the introspective work. Like that's how you work with these negative emotions and these negative energies, right? It came out from something so seemingly unrelated, like a problem at work that made me feel irritated to something that, you know, I mean, I'm just, you know, using that as an example. It's not like the smoking and irritability. Irritability came from, you know, an argument at work. It's just an example that I'm using, right? But that's how you can trace whatever emotion, whatever thoughts, whatever um, whatever else that you're feeling that you don't like or that's not being conducive to a prosperous life and that's how you can transform and transmute them like just take it down and like really analyze if you can't get further than a certain point and you know that there's like deeper stuff then ask for help ask for intuitive hits ask for you know more understanding that's how you use your spirit team and we all have one right like whether we know it or not we all have help so just remember don't don't try to like ask for them to do the work for you like that's not what they're there for um anyway and going back to the brain right so again when we this energy comes and and not not to get like super specific here but all of these thought forms can be stuck not just within the brain but within your energetic centers so if it's something related to you know being hurt in love it might be in your heart chakra and that's where that energy is proliferating and that's why hey you might not be able to find a boyfriend or a girlfriend or you know that's why you're not because that hurt energy is still there and it's unconscious to you right and or it might be like in self the self-empowerment center or it might be in the sacral center um you know in sexual relationships or like uh you know the very primal energy of like sustaining um your life, like having food, having basic needs, that might be in the 
in the lowest center, right? Or, you know, speaking your truth, it might be in the chakra center. If you have trouble with that, like, you know, and you can do all this work. So you can, and you can mix, you know, the understandings and kind of like, under like help yourself understand this better but you know it can it, it doesn't just live in the brain like these energies and these like um and these like blockages can be anywhere in your body so and then getting to the root of that and like where it comes from and and how you know bringing understanding to it and like transforming it and giving it light and that's that understanding of these things that's what it that's what that's where the light comes from like that's where when you understand something and you give it meaning and you're like, wow, I, I get it now. Like it comes from this. And it, it, there's like this clarity that comes once you understand these things, that's you reprogramming the Nemeos and giving them the light and the color and the frequency and the vibration of, you know, like higher, the understanding is the light. So that is the light. You're bringing the light into the darkness by doing this work. And it's something so simple, right? And I guess as a, like a therapist or a mental health counselor, like that's the point, right? Like, and I can see this happening in my clients. Like they just like have this like epiphany of understanding and, you know, that's what you want to get at. That's why I feel like all this other work of like, you know, and I've gone in, into it a little bit in like previous episodes where you're like okay if you're in crisis and we just want to you know level you out but if you really want to heal and you're like crisis after crisis after crisis after crisis you're like being hospitalized you're on meds you're on this and you're not doing this introspective work it's not going to stop it, it's really not going to stop and a good therapist i think or a good you know coach or a good um whoever like tarot card reader whoever you go to if they're if they have this understanding then that's how they can help like really help you and you know just to mention something about because i do also do like tarot card readings and i know some of you guys are interested um or are, like gonna get it soon like that's the nature of that work as well like bringing in the understanding like if there's something unconscious if there's something that your higher self wants to tell you um it's going to come through that, right? Like, and it's going to bring you the understanding so you can transform and transmute yourself. So all of this work is geared towards that. And I don't know if that's, you know, I, I haven't really, I guess it's been like a handful of people that I found that that's their main goal. So, you know, if you go to a specific person or if you go to, you know, you have your own reader, you have your own coach, whatever, if that person is not doing this work with you, then I would be not wary of it. I would just be like, okay, what's, what, what am I really doing with this situation? And is it that I'm just like wanting someone like a, a crutch to hold on to, like, so I can feel like I'm better or, you know, like, where is the healing really happening? Is this person really trying to help me? Or is this person just wanting my money? Or is this person, you know, like really understand that? And I guess that's something that I, again, I recently came into the awareness of that, you know, this knowledge can be manipulated and this knowledge can be used for um, personal gain too, you know? And it's, I know I have like my sessions and everything, but, you know, I kind of like view it as, I'm charging for my time, not for the work, right? Because, I mean, it's still, like, a really, like, it's, like, a lot of hard work, like, setting everything up, and, you know, it takes time and everything, but 
I, that's kind of how I view it. And I don't know, I guess I just wanted to share that. Like, you know, I, I, it's, it's the time. It's not the actual work that I'm charging for, you know, it's so, I don't know, not to like make myself look like, oh, I'm like better than other people or whatever. But I don't know. I just, I really kind of like, it's something that I was trying to understand too. Cause I've always had like a hard time, like charging people for, you know, reading cards or doing, you know, different types of work. Um, because I always believe, you know, it just internally, like it was like, I felt like I shouldn't, I shouldn't charge. But then I was like, okay, if I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna, you know, invest so much time and energy, then, you know, it's just like an extra help, I guess, and like keeping things updated, being, you know, having more resources, having more, um, I guess, like, products and services that I can offer. So it, it'll just like self-sustain. I mean, I guess I'm having this conversation by myself, but um, anyway, just something I wanted to touch on. And and if you do have somebody that you go to, you know, to really, you can use this information for everything in your life, relationships, relationships with your family, with your friends. Um, you know, you can apply it to everything, not just your own personal emotions, the thought energies and how to transform and transmute them, right? So I only have about like seven minutes here. So I want to talk about uh, the butterfly effect because it's something I mentioned at the beginning. And it was really interesting to me when I kind of discovered what this was and how we can use it and how it works, right? So uh, the butterfly effect, right? And I'll, I'll link it to like what's going on in the planet right now because that's what they do in the books. They, you know, they explain what it is and what, how it happens in your brain and how it's happening right now in the universe. So, um, and this is where wormholes come from as well. So it gets a little like quantum physics, uh, physics-y, right? But um, so if you look at the brain, and this is really interesting because <laughs> this is like, I've used this method of like forming a infinity sign within my brain with the center, the pineal gland as the center. Um, and a lot of, uh, you know, I've, I've heard it from like Deborah and like she uses it in her own meditation and her own um, transmutation. I've heard other people use it forming the infinity symbol with the pineal gland as the center. And this is where it come, I, you know, bring understanding into this and why it actually works. It, so what you're doing and they haven't used this specific technique. And I guess I'm just like thinking about how we can use this as a technique right now. So what happens is that we we do form, and if you think of the brain as like the left side being one of the rings on the infinity symbol and the right side being the other one with the pineal gland in the center being the, the point where they meet, right? So what happens is that every so often the universe, and if you think of the universe as a brain, you know, not literally, but you know, and like an energetic brain where all the thoughts and energies and every, all the systems and all the communication and everything is really taking place within the universe. Um, it's like a brain too, right? So there is this infinity. There is this like left and right side of the universe. You know, the denser uh, physical realms are on the left side. The uh, subtle, higher, elevated uh, beings live on the right side so you can you can look at it like that right so what happens with the butterfly effect and why the wormholes uh, form is that 
this infinity symbols and this is why it's called the butterfly effect right because when the butterfly like clo like has its wings um together meaning that when it's not flying you can think of the butterfly and how the wings are you know like they're touching each other that's when the thought forms from the left to the right and from the right to the left can transfer from one side to the other so but what happens is that all the energy and this only happens within the universe like every so often and this is the beginning of the 2012 this is what it is is that all of these um um i guess densities and 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 realms are coming together they're aligning right like the cosmic alignment that's how they describe it and when all of these things align they're going to be to the uh, in the in the closest proximity that they're going to be for until it happens again right so when the butterfly closes its wings and you know when it's not flying and they're together then all of the energy from the left side of the brain that hasn't been that already has been transformed and transmuted and is ready to move on to higher realms is able to pass to the right side. So this is what happens within our brain as well. So every so often our, you know, and using it as a technique, um, I just came up with it right now as I was talking, like, I don't know how I'm going to try doing this and see what happens and see how it works um, and if it works, right? So it would be a really good and fast, easy way to kind of like use this technique of imagining the the infinity symbol closing and becoming like a line, right? Like right across the um, your brain, right in the center of your brain, and passing all of the energy that has already, all the nemeo energies that have already been transformed and transmuted in the left side of the brain to go into the right side. And that's how you're gonna be, I mean, I'm sure it happens naturally and it happens um, as it should, but I'm just thinking, I'm wondering if how, what that work would actually do if you did it um, intentionally, right? Like if you sat down and meditated and did this work, right? So that's the butterfly effect. And that's the wormhole that, you know, quantum physicists, uh, physicists have talked about for so long. And it's because the realms come together and all of, a, all of a sudden you can move from the left to the right and the right to the left. And what they explain happens, the, the ones that haven't been transformed, transmuted from the left can't go into the right. But the right, some of them can go into the left. And what happens when, when, the, when the higher positive ones go into the left-hand side is because, um, or it's for the purpose of helping those lower thought forms. Like it's for the purpose of, um, for the purpose of, you know, they're going into the denser side because they're, gonna go there with the aims of helping those lower realms transform and transmute and elevate and you know raise the vibration faster so and again linking this back to the healing what happens sometimes when people are using different methods and they're not really you know protecting themselves they're not really um using different techniques for you know shielding themselves um they're being exposed to all this negativity as well right like they're being if they're pulling things out from people and they're not transforming and transmitting them they might get infected with those thought forms right so again and i guess i didn't even finish that story because I, I was talking a lot um 
anyway so what happens is that those energies now are like proliferating in the atmosphere so they can make other people sick um they can make the healers sick but also what happens when healers are not in tune with the higher dimensions or like they're pulling in this healing energy like it has to come from somewhere right and if they're not connected and this is why it's not everybody's sole purpose to do this because if you're if you don't have that direct connection to the higher realms and you're not you know aided by the your spirit team and the he and the healing teams that come and they help the actual healers the people that are really who there's whose purpose is to heal other people if you don't have that team with you you're going to be pulling all of the the stuff that you've worked on all of the positive energy all the positive thoughts that you've worked on in your life and your experiences so you're going to be pulling all of this stuff from your right side of the brain and you're going to be giving it to the other person so you know and then all of a sudden you can use up you're not only using up the right side the stuff that you've already worked on the energy that you already worked on to heal other people you're you're also getting their negative stuff so it's important to actually like know what you're doing right so i know it's really coming really popular now to like go and like get classes and do this healing work and you're gonna like use it as a business and you're gonna you know have your own um, if you're inspired to do it, I'm not saying like not to do it, right? Like if you're inspired to do it and you already have this, um, you know, I guess it's like this, <laughs> I'm talking about it because it's new information for me. I'm like, okay, this is kind of like, this is important, right? Like I didn't get into this field or I didn't get into this, um, I guess like community or, you know, or claim that I was a healer. Cause I don't even claim I'm a healer. I'm just you know, doing the work that I'm here to do. Um, but, you know, it it does, I think it, it does come from like an internal, like my internal, like I've always had this feeling of like wanting to help people, right? And you might have that feeling and I also want to differentiate that, right? Like, but you have to find out how you're going to do it. Like, if your job is to help people, I think we're all here to help each other. So if your job is to help people, um, you know, in one form or another, maybe not intentionally, like I said, some people's way of helping others is just to like live their life. They don't even have to do anything extraordinary or anything different or anything. Um, you know, it's just live their life. That's all they need to do. And they're going to be providing a service. Um, so it's just like to really be conscious of that and, and to know where, you know, I, I had never heard, um, or I hadn't like come across information that really, and you know, I don't hear it from teachers either, like teachers that are um, explaining or that are actually teaching these techniques to other people of like, I don't think they understand how that, how it actually works, you know? And, you know, from my personal technique, the light codes, you know, you are protected like every light code session you have to ask which ones do i need for my own protection right um the room is protected the room is harmonized the room you know that you're working in the space that you're working in is harmonized so nothing and like everything is going to be transformed transmuted whether it comes out from the person um or you know it goes somewhere else like as soon as it comes out from the person i guess like in the room the room itself is harmonized so it can't stay there either um 
anyway, I'm just like going off into like this healing tangent. But like I said, I was just like reading up on it and it's really interesting. And it really, you know, makes sense to me that, you know, it's not everybody's um, purpose or job to do this. So not to say that the people that whose job it is that they're special, it's just like that's their specialty, right? Like that's what they're here to do and that's what they came here to do. So um, anyway, just, you know, I guess summarizing it, um, we talked about how the left side of the brain is the denser, um, the denser side where all like the unpolished, unevolved, um, low frequency nemios live, how they can be transferred over through the butterfly effect. And I'm going to be using that technique and see how that pans out and what happens. I don't want to recommend it yet because I don't, I haven't tried it. So, <laughs> um, I don't, I can't say, you know, I just really thought of it as I was thinking about this. Um, anyway, but you know how the right side can transfer over to the left side to help the other thought forms like elevate um, faster, right? To uh, raise their vibration and frequency faster. And not only how it's not just in the brain, but it can be in any of your energy centers and how, you know, linking whatever is going on in your life and whatever emotions that you're feeling to specific things that had happened, that have happened maybe in your in your past, in your past lives, using your spirit team, using your intuition to kind of like decode what's really going on. Um, if these things are recurring, if these things are like coming back, where they're coming from, how they're manifesting in your life, what what are they causing in your life, right? Like what events, what situations are you being put in that, that keep bringing this um, information or this uh, emotion up, right? Like these nemios are being activated and they're calling out for your attention, right? Like they're, they're, they want to express themselves, right? And that might not feel good to you. So if they're of the lower, you know, uh, the lower side, the lower forms, then how can we transfer, uh, transmute them, right? And transfer them to the right-hand side. And I guess just like to close this off, I just want to talk about the right-hand side because I didn't really talk so much about it. But um, I guess I, I did mention like the left, the left side is where your soul lives and the right side is more the spirit, right? Um, and how that transfers over to reincarnation. And I think next episode, I'm going to talk about reincarnation too. So, um, you know, it's it's a good way to pan over to that. I know I'm over the hour here, but <laughs> um, I apologize for that. But I just want to get this uh, out before I leave. Um, so the right-hand side, all the stuff that you've worked on is your soul. It's already yours. Like that, that information is going to, is not going to be dispersed when you disincarnate. That information is going to stay together because it's already been worked on. It's already at the higher levels, right? So, um, and since you're programming them with your specific information, with your specific frequency, they belong to you, right? Like they're already yours. That's your spirit. Like that's some, like they're not going to proliferate in the atmosphere and lose themselves which is what happened to us right and we're, we're all lost and we're barely right now starting to like come together and form our spirit so we don't so that doesn't keep happening to us right um and another thing that's really interesting is like so imagine like um notes right on the piano or the you know how the lower notes there you can like hit the note and it just it's like a short note 
and but if you hit a high note it 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 rings out longer than than the shorter notes right so the shorter notes probably have like a i don't know say that you hit a low note and it's going to be you know um I guess comparing them to like the denser side, right? If you hit a low note, it might stay, you can actually hear it maybe for like three seconds. And I don't know, I'm not a musician, so I don't, I can't say, you know, how long notes actually last. I'm just using this as an example, right? Um, and say you, you hit a really high note and you hit it and, you know, maybe you'll listen, you, you can hear that note for like 10 seconds, which is seven seconds longer than the low node, right? So this is what actually happens when you, you disincarnate. And that's where I'm going with this, right? Like when you disincarnate and you've like worked on all these like positive things and you've worked on all these like, you know, you're building your spirit, you're like making things. Um, even though the soul also belongs to you as you're incarnated, when you disincarnate, your left-hand side is just going to disperse. It's going to go wherever it's being called, whether that's in other people or whether that's in the antimatter realities um, and the denser forms. If it's really dense, it's going to stay around here, right? And that's where, like, the ghosts come in, right? Like, the ghosts are really low densified beings that are addicted to materialistic to the materialism to materialistic things and they want to stay here on the earth right so they they stay around they stick around they don't go up into the higher atmosphere um with like higher elevated thought forms because they want they the density attracts them so where is it the densest here on the surface of the earth right um anyway so on the right hand side, like the spirit forms, you can actually go beyond the magnetism, the electromagnetism of the planet, which is where most of us are when we disincarnate, right? You can go into the only magnetism without the electro part. So there's no electricity, it's just magnetism. And that's how the rest of the universe works, right? It's in the magnetism not in the electromagnetism, which is uh, fueled by energy, by electricity, uh, which is like a, I don't want to say like fake source of power of energy, but it's not, we have to use the, the electro, the electricity because we're not connected to the divine, to the true divine, right? Once you reach the point where you're only in the magnetism is because you've already connected yourself back into the universe, um, back into the real creation, and you don't have to reincarnate anymore because that frequency is giving you the energy to sustain you. So you don't even have to incarnate anymore. Um, Anyway, this can go. I already got into a bunch of like incarnation stuff that I was going to talk to uh, talk about in the next episode. But anyway, just know that the right hand side holds your spirit. It's not going to disintegrate. It's not going to. Um, it's not going to uh, lose itself in the world, right? And and that's where all the elevated stuff that we've worked on um, actually lives. And, you know, how that applies to healing and how, you know, don't be doing this healing work because you might be using some of that up and you're going to be transferring that over to another person. And if you don't replenish yourself, if you don't know how to do that, then you might start getting sick, right? Uh, you might start having um different problems different issues maybe things that your clients might have had um and now you're like transferring them to yourself so you know just be clear we all need protection we all need especially if you're doing healing work 
um, we all need to protect ourselves. So um, hopefully this information was helpful. Again, I'm going to talk about uh, incarnation and uh, reincarnation in the next episode. And um, yeah, thanks for listening.